It is Sunday, Cinco de Mayo. Sí, muy bien. All right. Let's get to reggaeton while horn here. Cinco de Mayo. Do you do anything for Cinco de Mayo? Uh, I don't do shit. Not really. I mean, Nick and I went out yesterday for a little while. It was kind of a little day date. And then really just went home and watched TV. Yeah, I can't admit, I don't think I've ever done anything for Cinco de Mayo. I We, we did a... a we were just talking about this before we got started on the show. My college roommate's birthday is today. Okay. And so we did a single day, the Herald. Mm-hmm. Know, that's that's what uh we turned it into. But that's really it. That's all I ever did. Yeah. I mean, I could eat Mexican food and drink Corona, but I do that possibly once a week anyway. Yeah. So, oh, really, God. Really now that I think about it, probably going to do that after the show. I should burrito sounds really good. Burrito? Yeah, it does. Yeah. I had, a, I had a debate on what's better, burrito or tacos. Ooh. Tacos, once you get a good taco, there's nothing like it. And yeah. it kind of just always hits that spot. Burritos do too, but you have to kind of like have a, not a great day of eating. You know what I mean? Cause there's, there's a lot to a burrito. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's like six tacos, yeah. seven tacos. Yeah. So combine it to one. So if you have a light day of eating or like a regular day of eating and then you have like a burrito or like say after workout or really hungry, oh, yeah. fucking perfect. But tacos are good whenever it feels like. And I feel like with tacos, it's it's nice because, you know, they are such a smaller food that you can just throw those things down like nobody's business. Yeah, for sure. And nice. possibilities are endless with, like, toppings and what type of meats and uh, what type of fixings that go along with it. So I am hope I hope that we just made all of our Mexican listeners happy by talking about tacos and burritos. Yeah, I hope so. Honestly, I hope they're not offended at all about that. No, I'm sure they won't be. Yeah. But, you know, at least we're not appropriating the culture. Exactly. We well, you can't see us, but we're definitely not wearing sombreros. Nope. And no mustaches. Yeah. Well, I got a mustache. Oh yeah. Well, That's because the full. Yeah, I got. I can. No, I. I think. I think Italians could have mustaches yeah, too. We're fine. Yeah. 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 But had a pretty exciting weekend yeah, in powerlifting. Weekend, um, we had bar wars yesterday. Yeah. One day meet, correct? Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. One day meet. I like that. Yeah. Uh, uh, everyone was going. It didn't seem too long because. I saw it wrap up around 5 o'clock. Yeah, it wasn't a huge roster, I don't think. Uh-huh. Um, but big stuff coming out of it. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it, it was uh, a fairly quick meet. I think, I, I, I'm not going to lie, I kind of forgot that it was this weekend. Me too. And, <laughs> and then I didn't even realize why it was called Bar Wars. It was a stupid May the 4th be with you. Careful there, huh? Um, you, like, you like Star Wars, I'm right? Star Wars I dislike Star Wars. Yeah. Or not dislike it. You know, I don't watch it because it fucking sucks. Yeah. I watch it and, like, all right. It's a movie. Yeah. That's my review on it. And that's fair. It's, I think, yeah. I know you, you're into it and a lot of people are into it. I just, I I can't pretend to be into it. That's fine. And it did actually take a little bit for me to watch Star Wars because, like, I like gritty realism. Like, space, all that kind of stuff doesn't really help me. Yeah. But also, same thing with Game of Thrones, which is my favorite show. Sure. Someone had to force me to watch it, because I'm like, I can't get into that the shit. high fantasy. You know? yeah. yeah. But it's fucking awesome. So that's why I gave Star Wars a chance, and I was like, it's it's good. I mean, but, you know, not not my cup of tea and nothing I'll watch and become a fan of. If, if I have to pick one, though, I'll be honest, I, Rogue One is my favorite. Okay. And to, to your gritty realness, you know, talking about, I mean, everyone dies. No. Yeah. Well, it's not even this everyone dies, it's like the fantasy. Yeah. Like everyone, like everyone can live and I'll be happy with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. That, that, that one's still my favorite because it is a, a, a lot more real than the, oh, we're going to miraculously save the day somehow with a lightsaber. But. 
Yeah. Uh, I digress. So yeah, Bar Wars was, uh, was yesterday. And it's a big, big stuff coming out of there. We saw some posts uh, about some big, big numbers. Yeah, and uh, we had all—I mean, our unofficial correspondent Matt Wallace at yeah, the meet. Uh, if we're not—if we're not going to be at the meet, Matt Wallace is probably going to be there uh, He's the covering most important it. Important man in power. Ultimate. Yeah. So, and I, I'm not sure if he had anyone he knew competing, but we—we—it's a local meet, so we're always going to know some people who compete. Yep. Uh, this guy, I was not aware of. Um, I, I had not heard of this, this individual. Uh, very few had, from what I gathered. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of folks know his name now. Yeah, for sure. And it's always awesome when you're at a local meet or something. I get on my phone yesterday, scrolling through Instagram, and you're seeing King of the List, Powerlifting Legends, yep. just different people posting, reposting a lift at a local meet. Yep. It's like, all right, perfect. You know, we know the people who are running the meet. We know the people who are competing. And you, it's cool when you see, like, all-time lifts at those local meets. You bet. So, this gentleman's name, Luke Null. Luke Null. Correctional officer. 23 years old. Uh, if you guys go on his Instagram, which is Luke Null56, and A-L-L. Yep. You should know how to spell Luke. Hope so. Uh, Luke Null56. He's a, uh, he's a, he's a... He's a large human being. He's a scary 23-year-old. Yeah. That, um, that blew my mind that he's 23. Yeah, and his uh, his his total yesterday was off the charts, and his lifts were off the charts too. And, and let's clarify that this is his first meet. Yeah, very first meet too. Uh, yeah, I forgot to mention at the beginning. So very first meet. It looks like he has some experience lifting weights. Oh yeah, I don't been, think this is like his first year in powerlifting. No, he's been around the gym a little bit. Yeah, but uh, we got an eight eighty seven squat, <laughs> six twenty two bench. Yeah, and seven seventy one deadlift. That is, those are monster numbers. Yeah, fantastic. Raw with wraps, yes. Raw, 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 raw. Uh, well, USPA raw. So, so sleeves. sleeves. Okay. Still, yeah. Still oh yeah, still great. Unbelievable. Wait, hold on, hold on. Is that raw? I'm gonna have to look. It doesn't we're, say. We're the I'm looking. I am. Yeah, I'm looking straight at his. Someone told me he was raw. I that might be a wrap on that. Huh. Yeah, we'll have, to, we'll have to confirm that at some point. Yeah, I think that's a wrap. Okay. All right, so raw with wrap still. Crazy Re- total. Regardless, that's still an amazing total. Yeah, crazy total, great meets, uh, fantastic meets. I don't know what weight class looks to be a heavyweight. Uh, yeah, I'm guessing he's a 275 or, I mean, at, at least a 242, but I'm going to be guessing a 275. Yeah, so that was kind of the big story coming out of that meet, yep. a massive 225 or 2,200-pound total Yeah. Uh, from his very first meets. Getting reposted a lot, and I think we're going to see more of him. I, I mean, that is my guess. I, I would like to believe that a twenty-two hundred pound total at twenty-three is not a one and done. Yeah, uh, unless, of course. I mean, I, I have zero information on this guy. I know he trains out of Gar- uh, Gonzo Barbell. Yep. And is that Bloomington? Bloomington or Bloomingdale? I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure either. Um, he trains out of there, but I don't know if powerlifting is his main focus. I don't know. If Strongman is, I don't know what his, yeah, he, his he uh, overall a, goals are in the sport is. And that goes to show that different backgrounds can lead to a very successful powerlifting meet or career. Because we saw it with Dylan uh, Hellragel yep. with his bodybuilding background. Correct. We're seeing it with a lot of other different people with a strongman background and a bodybuilding. I think actually bodybuilding might be a little better if you don't neglect your so compound movements. Bloomington. Bloomington. Yep, Bloomington. Com- confirmed. Okay. So Bloomington, Illinois. Um yeah, uh, hopefully we see more of him. 
I would like to see him. I, I want to see him in person. I want to see this. Uh, so I'm excited to see kind of where he, where he comes up next. So yeah. Gonna have to, gonna have to follow. His, uh, is interesting. His followers went from about 700 yesterday to he's of well over 1400 now. Yeah. Uh, not surprising. I saw him got reposted on a few pages. Yeah. Uh, and with good reason. Great lifts. Yeah. Tremendous job. Well done yesterday. Mr. Mm-hmm. Luke. Also got to give a shout out to my good friend, you beautiful bastard, Dan O'Brien. Yeah. Super heavyweight. Big beautiful bastard. Uh, had a great meet. Um, I'm going to pull up his total. I don't know if he posted it, but all I know is we had the running joke that if he pulls my opener, it'll be a great meet for him. Yeah. And he outpulled my opener. What? Buddy. Good nice. job, Dan. Outpulled my opener. Beautiful. Sir. 661 pull on a third attempt. Congratulations. Um, maybe you can get my second attempt your next meet. Which is a good, which is, which is actually difficult for me, my second attempt. That's funny. Uh, but congratulations. Always love seeing Dan, uh, yeah, do well. Sure. Um, good friend of mine. Yeah. Good friend we of the show. He's good people. Yeah, he's, yeah, really, yeah. I, I would say friend of the program. Yeah. Like to have him on one day. Somebody recommended him on the uh, little poll we did. He's, he's already been on the show. He, we, oh yeah, he's been on the show. Yeah, we posted his comments. Yeah, we posted his comments and he was on live calling me ugly. Yeah. So. Lost a shot. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was his, that was his one shining interview moment. Yep. Apologize for that. <laughs> Apologize for that, Dan. Didn't know. Yeah. Didn't know what you had. But, we also knew a lot of other people competing. Um, yeah. Kind of my new gym companions. Yeah, that's, there's, there's are, some news, some breaking news. Yeah. Kinda. But, uh, like, uh, we had, uh, Wanda Woman, uh, yeah. Brittany, a lot of people from Iron Unity, a I lot of Charlie's Wanda people. also won Best Lifter for the female. She did, went eight for nine, very yeah. good, got a belt. I want a fucking belt so bad. Yeah. Um, you, you, it, it's probably a bad idea if you ever give me a belt. Yeah. Cause I'll just walk around with it everywhere and just act like either Ric Flair or, um, or The Rock. Yeah. Just, so we, just wearing it over my shoulder with like sunglasses always. So I kind of got hooked on the belts too. Like I, I also want one. Yeah. Uh, I'm hoping that uh, Worlds this year that's going to be the, the best lifter award, and that's what we're fighting for. Uh, but here at here at work, we're here in the Evil Lair, uh, my office, and we have what's called a Can Doer Award. It's for somebody we give it out each month, and it's uh, based on who goes above and beyond their their position, right? And uh, the trophies have they kind of get worn down. They've had them for like two years, so they wanted to upgrade, and we got two belts. Oh, nice. Yes. Nice. They are, and they're fucking sweet. Yeah. I would be so fucking obnoxious with the belt. Oh, yeah. I would be incredibly obnoxious we, with to, it. To announce these things to the floor, because no one knows about them yet, we have this whole thing. I'm going to actually come in in my singlet, like, thing over my shoulder, because it doesn't fit around me. I'm, I'm very excited for this. Yeah. You're going to see my whole wardrobe change. Yep. You're going to see, like, a lot more expensive clothing. Yep. Just me with a belt everywhere, and it's probably... Can we get to the million dollar belt? You just become Ted DiBiase? That'd be great. I didn't really like that belt, though. I, I mean, that belt. I, I, it was, it was cool for his character. Yeah. But like, it was just a, it was a belt for him. So like, I didn't like the look of it, but it was cool for Ted DiBiase. Or the I don't old, think I can't pull off the Ted DiBiase. Or though. the old I don't have, NWA, I honest. The old NWA championship belt. Cause it was, it has such a it huge was, faceplate. I love that. Yeah. But that was so ugly. It was good. That was, that was kind of that belt. It was so old school that it was good. Yeah. I, I, I love that. My favorite is the Intercontinental and the, uh, and um the Ric Flair big gold belt, WCW. That's that's the NWA belt. No, that's uh WCW. Okay. NWA so, is different. NWA is a red strap. Okay. No. So the, so yes. Yeah, so oh, oh yeah, the big gold belt. Oh yeah, that's, that's top. The huge faceplate. Love that one. That's top three. Yeah. 
Intercontinental for me. Any Intercontinental, really. The big gold belt, WCW, and then probably the Attitude Era belt. Okay. It's a pretty good belt, but, I mean, nothing crazy uh, about it, but, yeah, those are my three. But... Little segue, sorry. Yeah, sorry about that. We just got a conversation of belts. But, yeah, um, we had a few people I'm going to be training with, or at least seeing more frequently. I don't know about exactly training with them. We had a lot of Iron Unity people at that meet with Charlie's people, Brittany... Zach, people from the bar, mm-hmm. uh, Taylor, Wanda as well, and yep. Wanda did great, uh, got the belt. But, yeah, I'll be training with them because I am making the change, or already have made the change. If you guys yep. look at my Instagram stories, our Instagram posts, made the change from Brickhouse Fitness to Surge to New Levels, which Surge also was, I believe, the meat director for I that I believe one. so, yeah. I mean, he had, he had the polo on, so I make the yeah. assumption he was the meat director. Yeah, it's a beautiful polo, too. It is. What it a is. polo. So, so yeah, so great day yesterday for Bar Wars. Um, kind of on the side, and again, I say this only because it was an unsanctioned meet, but, uh, those of, those of us at the Monster Garage, uh, helped out at a meet at the Naval Base at Great Lakes. Nice. Uh, so actually we went on base there, went into their rec center, um, had, I don't know, probably two dozen or so, uh, you know, various ranking Navy folks. Mm-hmm. Uh, fun time. We, we always enjoy doing this. We've done this, I think, like three or four times now. And it's a great outreach chance for us. It's a chance for people to kind of, you know, really understand the sport, uh, meet some folks who've been around a little more. Uh, and it's, it obviously is a business tactic for the Monster Garage because a lot of people come off the base and come to the gym. So we're only a couple of miles from there. Uh, worked out well for us because, uh, some of you, some of our listeners may have heard yesterday there was a massive explosion in Gurney, mm-hmm. uh, that actually is on the corner of the intersection where the Monster Garage is at. Jesus. Yeah, it, it was bad. Um, actually, an old customer of mine uh, where we used to pick up from two to three times a day, and the building is no more. Okay. And so we couldn't train anyway. It's like, all right, cool. We'll go. go all right, yeah, geez. Because uh, the whole, the whole uh, intersection was shut down and nobody could get through. So, that fucking uh, yeah, pretty pretty crazy stuff there. Uh, we, we actually heard it Friday night at my house, 30 miles away. Yeah, that'll probably, that'll do it. It was, it was crazy. Uh, but yeah, great time at, uh, at the Naval Base. Uh, Definitely made some new friends there, and we'll be seeing that one girl in, in particular, her name was Angelina. Um, was she a waitress at the pizzeria? No, she was not. Mm. Does anyone, everyone ask her that, and did she get pissed off? No idea. Okay. No cool. idea. But but I will tell you, she it looked like she was playing with fake weights yesterday. Nice. Uh, she squatted 315, she benched 195, and I thought her pull was 400, and it was, Ooh. yeah, I mean, just a Good. stud, 22 years old. No one knows who this girl is. She okay. uh, did did Olympic lifting in high school and went to, went to school for a couple of years and decided to do the Navy thing. So now she's currently stationed at Great Lakes, and I am very excited to have her come out to the Monster Garage and start training with her. Yeah, because she's just all raw power and talent. So uh, I think more to come from from her. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, and getting in right gym environment will help. Yeah, and I, and I think that's going to be a topic we come to at some point. Uh, yeah, I think I think a whole show should be dedicated to that. Mm-hmm. We talked about this before. Yeah, uh, is is determining that right environment. All right, but the topic this week, yes. we had one this week. I good think one this, too. yeah, pretty good one, and it's topical because it just seems like there's a lot of meets going on this week, last week, the week coming up. This, we this got is, we got a few things uh, with post meet kind of stuff. When it comes to just accessibility to powerlifting, I feel like we are in the golden age right now. Yeah, there there is stuff going on literally every weekend. Now, 
Some people will say it may or may not be, from a strength perspective, the golden age of powerlifting. Yeah. But definitely from an accessibility point, 100%. Absolutely. And, and, and so it's very, very exciting. And so to that end, we, we've been talking about, because you had a meet, you know, fairly recently, what, six weeks ago, five weeks ago? About that. And, and I, mine was three. And so now we're in that kind of stage where we know when the next meet is. Yours is in October, mine's in August. What do you do? Yeah. What do you do in the, in the in-between time? Yeah, and uh, that was the topic. How do you set up your tr- training routine post-meets? Yes. And we got a lot of we, – we got some very similar answers for this. I think there is a certain criteria or certain routine that most powerlifters do after a meet. It's either like one of three things. Yeah. So before we get into those comments, I, I'm going to go into, of course, what we do first, our takes on it yep. first. Um. For me, for post meet training, it's one I gotta chill for at least a week. When you say chill, what do you mean? Do nothing. Do nothing. Do nothing that's weightlifting related. Okay. Uh stay at home, you know, hang out, play some video games, watch some TV, drink some beer, go for walks. Be a twenty. Go out yeah, go go out, have fun. Yeah. You know, try to find something to do throughout the day. That's it. Just to chill afterwards. I don't really want to. Yeah. Certain meets, I feel amazing a week after a meet or like the day after a meet where I have been stubborn because I love training so much. Yep. And I just jump right back in the programming. Right now, I think I've met the amount of weight I'm moving and amount I'm progressing. My body just can't handle it anymore. Sure. Or just jump into like such a pretty intense high volume program again. Because right. I'm only, I, when I jump into programming, it's going to be PS3 again. Right. So, that's that's the first thing I do. Take that one week off, kind of reset everything. Uh, then kind of do a deload, somewhat of a hypertrophy block. If you guys do run the PH3, it is a very hypertrophy uh, strong program. The, the volume on it is pretty intense. Yeah, the, but there's overall. yeah, well, there, and there's three hypertrophy days. Yeah, or. Two upper body hypertrophy days and two lower body hypertrophy days. Okay. So you're going to be working, I mean, and if you follow to an exact T, those cluster sets of bicep curls, tricep uh, extensions, and uh, calf raises, mm-hmm. those will kill you. Those are difficult. It's 20, 10, 10, 10 uh, with 30 second rest in between. Mm-hmm. And then the other one is 30, 15, 15, two clusters of that with 30 second rest. So you're doing... You're just blasting yeah. your uh, some all, of your muscles, all the things. Yeah, and that's that's hypertrophy, and all of it. You're going to be doing a, a lot of hypertrophy through the 13 week uh, PH3 trainer. Now I alter it a tad. Mm-hmm. I do one cluster. I always do the clusters of 20, 10, 10, 10, mm-hmm. not 30, 15, 15, 15. These are the secrets, folks. Turn your turn your mics up or turn yeah. Your well, up. I mean, this is I mean, this is I and I <laughs> kind of say it's the inconsequential thing. Yeah. This is the bicep and tricep thing. So I'm like, it, it, which strengthening yeah, will help. Everyone's always looking for the secret, man. Yeah, so, yeah, strengthening it will help. Uh, all the you know, strengthening your muscles all around. Yeah, will definitely help your compound movements for sure. But I, I could run the PH3 in a lighter sort of variation because it's very hypertrophy based. Right. Uh, Lane Norton is a pro bodybuilder and a an incredible powerlifter. Right. So he combines both of those. Uh, if you guys have uh, ever heard of or followed fat, P-H-A-T. Not, pow- my, not my kind of fat. Oh, you're kind of fat too. 
I'll, 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 with that shirt you're wearing, definitely. That's true. It's, um, but it's a training. power hypertrophy adaptive training. So compound movements, hypertrophy, you're combining those two. Yeah. And I, 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 I hate to get into rant mid take here, but just getting really pissed off at powerlifters, like, oh god, doing squats again, get some a powerlifter today. Like, no, you fucking idiot, you're still a bodybuilder. <laughs> you ever notice how bodybuilders are big and muscular? That's because yes. they do compound movements. You know why you're not big and muscular? Because you neglect all that shit. Because you think cable exercise is going to get you everywhere. So it could to an extent. So you're saying powerlifters are big because they do compound movements. Bodybuilders are not because they do isolation movements. They are big if they're good. They're good. They're good. <laughs> if they're actual bodybuilders. If you just do curls and like don't do powerlifting things, you're not a bodybuilder. A you have to look like you're muscular. You have to build your body. Yeah. So, should I throw an analogy in uh, halfway through my take here? Go ahead. Yeah. So the, the for, mic is yours, my friend. Yeah. So for building muscle, and I used I used to tell this to a lot of females who um wanted to tell? well no to want to get a bigger butt. Okay. Uh, and I tell them to squat. Yep. Or and say for bodybuilders, they want to get big, tell them to do compound movements. Squat. They're like. Well, I've heard this is better, you know, the band exercises for the squats, which can work. Other variations squat, you know, the hack squat will work, all that kind of stuff. All variations will work, but here's the analogy. Say you take I-55 to work every single day. Yep. Easiest way to get there. 10 minute drive. Yep. I-55, you get to work and you're there. Okay. Now, say I-55 is under construction. Yeah. You have to take a detour. You have to take, say, 83 to work. Okay. Gets you there in 15 minutes, 20 minutes maybe. Okay. Say you don't like taking the expressway. You think it's dangerous. Or if you're taking one of the tollways, you want to save money. Sure. You take the detour. You take the scenic route or whatever, and you get to work 25, 30 minutes later. Okay. Same thing with bodybuilding. Same thing with building a bigger butt because this is the analogy where it started. Easiest way to get there is to squat. If you want to get there, it's going to take a little longer if you're doing those resistance bands, the walking fucking lunge kind of thing. Yep. It's gonna, You could do it. You will It'll build run. muscle. You could do your cable, cable kickbacks, uh, kickbacks. Your, your cable kickbacks. Yeah, your cable <laughs> kickbacks. Too many C's there. Cable kickbacks. And you will build muscle around your butt. But yeah. it'll take you longer. Yeah. Same thing with building a physique and bodybuilding. You want to do this cable exercises, you want to do all these things that aren't squat, bench, and deadlift, you can do it fine, just prepare to get there a little longer than your adversary. That's my analogy on that. I'm just getting to, you know, I mean, I don't think I'll have to deal with it more, because I'm not at Rick House anymore. True. But it, it, one of the annoying things, like, oh, I guess I'm power up today. I'm like, nope, you fucking moron, you're a bodybuilder. Bodybuilders do compound movements. I totally digress. Back to the point. Yes. So hypertrophy block. Fantastic. Man. Yeah. Hypertrophy block uh, will help me due to it's good to surround your joints with really strong muscles. Yeah. And you'll be able to handle weight uh, a little easier. I also love to th- uh, throw in a lot of variations, mm-hmm. things I've been neglecting or throughout the meets that say didn't go as according to plan or through a lot of film study on what I could improve. So... Throw in variations of those compound movements, safety bar squat, front squat, in replacement with the regular back squat. Okay. Same thing with deadlifts, maybe do conventional 
work on that, build up the back for like two or three weeks until I have to uh, program again. Close for Close grip bench for me. I got access now to a duffel bar. I'm very excited about that. So, um, yeah, equipment. Yeah. It's important. Uh, duffel bar, something like that. Double pause bench. Yeah. Uh, sport, uh, spoto, spoto press. Uh, if Garrett Fear is listening, I apologize. I mispronounced that. I know yeah. you get pissed off whenever someone mispronounces anything ever. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, all, all the variations will help throughout that little off or that post meet training cycle then. Once I become 13 weeks out of the meet, I'll go back onto it, or I'll do a little, uh, kind of like a primer, yeah. or like a like a mock mock prep for a mock meet. Okay. So uh, maybe change it a little bit, be a little bit more conservative. That's what I'm doing with this sort of uh, block that I'm currently on. You, being you more conservative. So much time between. This past meeting mm-hmm. and national, and I usually don't. That's, yeah. that's kind of the issue right now. I don't usually have that much time. Yeah. Now I do, so I gotta keep a way to stay fresh without, you know, not completely frying my CNS. Right. Makes sense. So how about you? Uh, so it, very similar in that I do like to take a little bit of time off. You know, I having spoken to a lot of veterans in the sport, I'm not a hundred percent what is that ideal time frame uh, as a general statement. I know I found for me uh, about three to four days off is is kind of ideal uh, i do like to get back into the gym and just doing very light movements right away uh a lot of it typically is going to be very volume based and i know it just as i'm looking at you know our plan for national or for uh, for worlds uh not even going to start the ramp up for that uh till much much later in the summer and so right now it's just it's a ton of volume it's a lot of uh working on the things that that i saw were an issue during uh, during both nationals and also during prep, uh, getting back to film study, making sure that's a big thing, not just, and some people will chastise me for this, not just filming to post stuff, filming to actually get better. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's something I fell victim to a little bit. Yeah. And so that's something I've kind of gone back to. Uh, you probably noticed I haven't posted any training videos at all since yeah. nationals. Mm-hmm. That is something I'm going to stick to fairly regularly. Uh, because again, I want to make sure that I'm doing this for the right, that I'm filming it for the right reason, not because I, uh, you know, I'm going to engage with my, uh, my social media still, you know, engage in different ways of social media, but may not see as many lifting videos okay. for a little while. You don't really post a whole ton often. I mean, regardless. Yeah. I mean, I have, you know, two, three times a week, uh, is really the, my, my posting. Um, well, two, three, I don't know. I just, uh, with your training routine, I don't, maybe once a week, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I'm Maybe. talking overall posts oh, yeah. two or three times a week. Oh, oh, yeah. It's yeah. usually like one training usually on Saturday afternoon. Your food. food, Something food-related, then something related to the kids. You know, and if that, if there's an Avengers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something related to my nerdiness. But yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of where, where mine's at is I, I take, do take some time off, and then I really have to focus on volume. Uh, and, and some of the comments we got were, were based around that as well, and I like, you know, the thought process behind it because I think even though that wasn't necessarily my goal, get the benefit of, you know, what happens when you're, you know, engaging in, in high volume yeah. uh, type of training. So, uh, so going to the comments, I know you got a bunch of them. Uh, I got a good amount. Not yeah. as much as, uh, some of the other topics, which I kind of anticipated because it's specific. Yeah. And not all of our followers compete. It's true. But we had a lot of good ones. Uh, Cola DiPietro powerlifting. Insisted yesterday that I saw him when I saw him that okay. I mentioned his comment first because he had the most amount of likes. Oh wow! So here you go, Michael. 
Did you also almost kick him in the face yesterday? I almost did. That, that was great. I enjoyed yeah. that. Yeah. He Nick, should know. He should know by now. Yeah, he Nick, knows me. Nick, Nick also enjoyed that too. Yeah. She's like, yeah. I, I said something about you being so extra with your dismount. She's like, kind of wish you would have clipped his head on the bar. Yeah. <laughs> I, he knows, he knows what to expect. Yeah. Uh, first, I spiral into severe post-meat depression. Yeah. Then after months of hibernation, I wake up and it's time to peak again for next meat. So. <laughs> okay. It's alright. So, alright, Michael. Thanks, uh, thanks for sharing. But, post-meat depression, that does, now, we, we, me and Matt talked about it, and yeah. I think, uh, Chris Meadows, yeah. uh, talks about this at a great length on Facebook. Yeah. He's got a great Facebook, by the way. Yeah. I like it. He's got a great face. He's got a great face. Yeah. Book. Um, but, but yeah, he posted something about this and post-meat depression does exist. Now, depression as in you're not clinically depressed, where you feel like life is getting It does get that way. In some cases, I don't... It's rare, but I think it does, it can get that. I don't know exactly about powerlifting. It's it's that post-event. Yeah, I think uh, Olympic lifting, there's a lot of, or uh, not just Olympic lifting, Olympians. Yes. Olympians go through the same thing because... Remember, that's four years, and you're at, like, the elite, elite, elite the, level. The pinnacle of sport. And, like, say if you're done with that, now you have four more years to wait. Four like, more years. Four more years. Uh, yeah, four more years to wait for your next meet, or your next uh, Olympic event. Stage, yeah. It's So that's hard. I can understand why it's hard to deal with powerlifting. You know, we got the meets afterwards. We got training still. We got a lot of things to do. But the... the that the, week the, afterwards, the stage is going to be very different. You're right. Yes, the week afterwards is going to be like, all right, well, got to take my mind off it somehow. And some people just don't have that kind of filter, yeah, or that other part of it. So I think we're going to re-release that episode with Janelle. Yeah, I'm talking about getting other hobbies because it will keep you kind of sane. Yeah, because the reason after Worlds, mm-hmm. like we had that come down. Good thing we're in Manchester. Yeah, because we we had we had another five days in Manchester to hang out and chill and just do a lot of fun things. Yeah. Where we were occupied. Now, say if I competed. Yeah, do you think it's funny? I've been to more countries with you than I have in my life. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. All right. Well, that could be a problem in the future. <laughs> but, so we were in Manchester. We had a good time. And we were able to try to find that filter to kind of substitute training. Now, say yeah. if I competed and then, like, had the next day and then flew out to the next day after or two yeah. days later, I'd, I'd probably be at the same thing where I was be kind of, you know, down in the dumps, a little bit upset because I don't have that consistency anymore. Sure. So I think that's a lot of people go back into programming really quick because they just, that's post-meet depression. They just can't really deal with it. Sure. Do you ever go through anything like that or? Um, I would say I have. And it, it, it was fairly early in the, the, in the early stages of this hobby. And it was, okay, I've, I've I've, got, I've gone through this meet, went through the prep, it was awesome. Especially the first one I did with the Monster Garage. Because it, it was a really good meet. It was the first time I squatted over 600. I pulled uh, like 666 uh, at the meet, which was like a 20-plus pound PR. So it was, a, it was a really good meet overall. I won Best Lifter. And then coming out of that, it was going right into the holidays, my least favorite time of year. And so I was like, wow, this... This, this kind of sucks. Like, yeah, you know, it's it's snowy, it's it's cruddy, and again, I just I don't particularly care for the Christmas holiday season. So, it that one was really hard. But then, and and again, I, I just maybe this is because of all my time playing soccer, uh, just being an athlete for so long. 
I immediately set the next goal within a couple days. Yeah. And, and so that, that for me maybe is the, the difference and why I don't necessarily feel that so much is mm-hmm. I, I mean, I knew going to the nationals, you know, a few weeks ago, this is just the passing through point to get to worlds. Yeah. And now coming out of worlds this year, I have no plan. Yeah. I don't know what's happening in 2020. You know, we've kicked around. Am I going to, you know, I can take a year off to learn the gear. Am I going to take a year off period? Am I going to just continue competing? Mm-hmm. No idea where worlds is going to be for the AWPC next year. Um, if it's in Russia, do we make the jump and do I go? I, I don't know. Yeah, so, it's, it's, yeah, it's hard things to kind of tackle. So I, you know, one of the reasons why we, we built our family vacation in with worlds this year was for that exact fact because I don't know what I'm going to be doing next year. So I want to be able to disconnect from lifting for a little while. Yeah. Uh, once that meets done. Yeah. So, so yeah, so that, so that, that does play in the, mm-hmm. to how I, how I set up my training and how I set up after meets, knowing that I'm going to be combating that at some level. Yeah. And we got that. And I know, uh, called the Petro was making a, making a joke there. And, but at the same time, people do go through that post meets depression yeah. kind of thing where that's where I think they start jumping into programming a little bit quicker sure. and do their mock meets because they just don't want to deal with it. Sure. I think I've been guilty of that before as well. Uh, we also had another one on, where is it? C- CNS kind of stuff. Yep. Now, do you necessarily believe in that the CNS being fried and then following that, or after you meet your CNS being fried and then you deloading? No. Yeah, I, I, I can imagine me being tired and just worn out, but I don't know if it's my central nervous system. Because I think both of us have experienced this, you know, and you have a great meet day. You're, you know, eight for nine, nine for nine, whatever, right? Yeah. I am less tired and less sore the next day than when I have a shit day when I'm like four for nine. Yeah. Oh no, I, I agree. And so I, I don't feel it's the CNS. I think, uh, it's just how we are perceiving the effort for that day. And so it is, it is not the central nervous system. It's more just mental, uh, fatigue. And, but I don't, you know, for the CNS to truly be fried, you know, that, that's when you're like involuntarily passing out, like, you know, either during lifts or, or immediately after, that's when the CNS is going, nope, not today, reset. Okay. Yeah, I I have to do more research on actual CNS damage because powerlifters talk about it all the time, and I don't think it's necessarily true. I, I think it's in the same I think it's, vein, I, same vein as overtraining with bodybuilders. I think it's in, in that same type of conversation. Yeah, I think you're tired. Yeah. I think you're just worn out, and that's it. Uh, you will, It's like, say after nine for nine meets, my, my body feels great. Just feel like just fatigued, yeah. like mentally fatigued. But like this past meet that I did, actually the week after, like two weeks after, that's when I started getting that feeling, and that was when I was in the gym, kind of training again. So yeah. I don't think it was my CNS. No, so I took a week off. I think I was just tired, and you know, because I trained a lot. Yeah. But yeah, that was a. It's not, it's not rabdo, guys. It's not, it's not happening. Yeah, that was Gordon Wu twenty one oh two who said that uh, post meet is brutal because CNS is fried. So a week of deload with lighter weights at four hypertrophy, and, then back on program with the advances. And, and that's fine. That's actually a really good way of going about it. That's how yeah. I kind of go about it. But I, I just don't know if CNS is actually fried. And the one thing I will say about with the CNS, and this is something that, again, I would, to your point, would need to research more, is, you know, so many people are doing weight cuts for meats, right? Mm-hmm. And that that can potentially play a part in it, too, because it you're, can. You, 
you're just putting your body through a lot mm-hmm. over that, you know, call it seven, eight days running up to the meat and then, uh, you know, the meat itself and, and then the replenishment. There's, there's just a lot that goes into all that. So there may be some truth to it, but I, I just don't know enough to say yes for sure. So I, I err towards nah, it's not really good. It's mm-hmm. like this. People say this. Yeah. Uh, going from Matt Wallace, I think this is partially in jest, but, uh, he's not wrong because I've seen him do it. To be honest, I usually max out again because I'm not all that bright. Yeah, yeah. Matt also put it, <laughs> says, not so much a train, training routine, but more of a crying routine. Yeah, yeah. But I've, and we had a few people say that, and I've done it for the first time myself with my deadlift. Yeah. Right after a meet. If you feel good, do it. Screw it. Sometimes, sometimes you do, you gotta just. I, I wouldn't squat. Yeah. Only cause I, I could hurt myself a little, a little more easy on squats than I can with deadlift. But. Yeah. Yeah, cause with this last meet, like, it felt good. Felt great, and like and what you and said, you, and you switched to the deadlift bar for that. Yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, of course, that was the reason why I did it. Yeah. So I was like, let's just pull on the deadlift bar today, see if I could put up a stupid number. But yeah, I think uh, who was so Matt said that, and yep. I know, yeah, he does that often. That deadlift kid, yeah, said that as well. Have fun, do random shit that I don't do during prep. Case a pump every once in a while and get back to absolutely loving training again. Yeah, I like that. And one of the things that I'm I'm actually doing right now is doing some strongman stuff because I do enjoy that a lot. Yes. Oh, shout out to Deadlift Till I'm Dead for reposting our show topic. Yes. Uh, thank you very much for that. Appreciate it, guys. And someone said, you know, just lift rocks for a while. Yeah. Yeah. And that's 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 a really very good thing to do to complement powerlifting is strong, man. It is. Picking up a stone looks a lot like a sumo deadlift. All I'm saying. Dude, you, if you are unsure if you're steady coming out of the rack, uh, you know, if you walk out, uh, start walking with the yoke. You get a lot stronger. That's the one with like the with plates like on the fourth yeah, side. Yeah, so it's a, bit, it's a huge apparatus you just stand up with. Uh, yeah, very fun. I'm very scared of that. I'm intimidated by strongman training. Well, once once you get up to the monster garage with us, we'll we'll get you on the. Yeah, I'm I'm super uh, intimidated by that kind of I'm stuff. I don't like doing things alone though. That's what you're with me. Yeah, exactly. No, exactly. That's so, what that's what I'm because I have I, I you can have brick house. I had all that stuff to my oh, yeah. disposal. I just never use it. Gotcha. I'm afraid. Uh, another great one from at Fattest Illinois Lifter, Barzine Basiri, who is going to be on the show soon. Don't yes. have the date set yet, but I'm very excited for that. That's, uh, for, for those who don't know Bars, please go and follow him. One, just a, a very entertaining follow, but one of the strongest human beings on the planet. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of high reps who flush out after a big bench. My bones hurt for a while, so big weights are no bueno. I can imagine that because I have seen this man bench. Uh, we, we affectionately call them arm squats. He just benched 964, if you listen to our last show, uh, a couple weeks ago. And, you know, he's, he's taking some time right now, but he is going to make another run at, uh, at a thousand soon. Nice. Uh, possibly as early as Relentless this summer. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, to kind of promote bars a little bit, his is a very interesting take on just how he approaches training, how he approaches everything. Everything is so calculated. He's a very intelligent individual and think, uh, folks are going to get a lot from he, whether you listen to him with us or not, or you just go follow him. You, you'll you'll get a lot uh, out of that follow. I will tell you that right now. Yeah, for sure. I really enjoy following. Him. I like talking to him too. Yeah, uh, he does some pretty cool variations with his uh, his as variation exercises are really cool. He he does that a uh, hundred was a hundred plate row. Oh, the the pinch plate rows. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so he'll do that. Me, uh, Matt Wallace is a big fan of that. And, yeah, uh, yeah. I I thought that was one just badass, but two. That it speaks out strong. Yeah, that's just so incredibly strong. I, I think 
I tried picking up a 100-pound plate, not by pinching it, because there's no way I could do that. Yeah. But just picking it up and doing a row with it, I, I can't do it properly. I, would, I could I could grab it like regularly because they have like the notches inside of it, so I can kind of grab it, but I can't do a proper row with it. I think I'll have to do forty five pound plates. So we, we're doing the the pinch grip, which by the way is that will test your grip strength a ton. Yeah, uh, I was doing sets of twenty with twenty five pounds mm-hmm. with uh, twenty five pound plates. Cannot do that high volume with the forty fives yet. Again, also it speaks to how strong this man is because again he does these for sets of twenty with hundred pound plates. Yeah. And then does uh, pinch curls with 45s. 45 pound bumper plates and he does pinch curls with them. Yeah. It's nuts. If you see him in person, you'd be like, that guy could probably bench press a thousand pounds. And you wouldn't be wrong. No. Uh, Bobby Lit 12 said he liked to keep the intensity low, variation high for typically an eight week block, then going to less variation, but still within hypertrophy range for eight to 16 weeks. Wow. This would be if I don't have another meet in mind, as obviously have to have the date for the end of my peak. Now I see that. Do you think that's too long to be running a hypertrophy block or a variation block? Eight to sixteen weeks. That that to me seems excessively long, but depending on what you have going on, I mean, it, that might work well for you. Yeah. Um. Because again, when you're having that lower intensity, you're just doing the hypertrophy. You're going to be building up a, a significant amount of muscle, and that can that can also help with the joints. That can help flush out a lot of stuff. You know, like Barzine was saying, doing mm-hmm. high volume. Uh, so I can see where if you don't have another meat planned, it's probably, it may not be a terrible thing to yeah. just build a much bigger, wider, more solid base, uh, to work off of as you go into the next meat prep. Yeah. I, I was, I want to get your take on that. Cause I think like I usually do a bit of a, like two to three weeks about, and that's more, that's a little new yeah. for me to yeah. do two to three. Cause I'm usually one week off completely, then jump back in the programming. Now it's one week off, two or three weeks of deload, then programming. Okay. But, yeah, I just want to know, 8 to 16 weeks, that was a little long. Sounds very specific, seems, though, which is good. Seems long to me, but, again, it, it kind of sounds like he's got it dialed in pretty well, so yeah. it may work very well for him. Bobby Lit. It's lit. Pretty sweet. Pretty yeah. sweet handle. It is a sweet handle. Uh, Chris Meadows, deadlift Frankenstein. Uh, said, usually take a couple of days, maybe a week, take a break from the gym to reset my mind, then ease into hypertrophy phase, strength phase, etc. I've watched him do this, actually, since Nationals, and it's been really cool. Uh, him getting back into uh, making music, uh, very good musician by the way, good cook mm-hmm. and a good musician, and uh, and then starting to get into uh, you know into his training here just recently. So uh, practicing what to preach, I enjoy that a lot. Yeah, I like seeing that. So well done, Mister Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So all right, with the topics that we're getting, even on the ones in deadlift, so I'm dead. There is an overall theme. Yeah. Deload, recovery, hypertrophy. Seems to be. That is the theme going, and then oh, uh, it's also I like to throw in a lot more mobility kind of things, just sure. kind of kind of stretching things out and actually feel good or feel normal for like two or three weeks. Yes. And when I say normal, just not everything is super tight and yeah, things so are not really normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a weird, dude. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, just to loosen up everything. But that's the that's overall theme. If you go on all the comments, yeah, that's what it is. Deload. Recovery, hypertrophy. And then they jump back in the programming once they have that time range of when they're going to compete. Yep. Again. This will be actually a great time, for me at least, to mm-hmm. get a coach. Is within an eight-week block where I don't have anything to do and don't want to lose my gains, yes. quote-unquote, or lose my strength gains, even though it probably won't happen. 
within eight weeks. Yeah. But I mean, I will probably get weaker if I'm not training consistently. But, but you may not progress as much. Yeah, I'm not, may not make any progressions. So this is where, because I this is kind of foreign to me, and I see people do the hypertrophy block, and I see people go through an extended period of variations mm-hmm. and have pretty good rebound success from that. Right. So. Yeah, uh, coach for this would be good. I think with my meat prep, I'm gonna stick with not having a coach, but mm-hmm. maybe after nationals, um, you might see me. Engage, well, seek the services. Yeah, seek for some coaching just for a hyper variation or hypertrophy block to see what exactly is out there. Then once I have a meat in mind, then jump back onto it. Look at that, folks. Goes for one of those Enzo tests in the free agency waters. Yeah, yeah. There's a prepare your pitches. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, I don't. I, well, here's the thing. It's um. Wait, would this be a seller's market or a buyer's market? Because they don't free. need me <laughs> to sell their programming. They don't need me to sell their coaching. A good coach doesn't. Correct. Yeah, because all the way. And here's the thing. I want a good coach. So there's guys I have in my mind already yep. that I would like to get like for an eight week. Uh, hypertrophy block right. who have done this before mm-hmm. and they probably have a really really long client list where they'd probably just be like yeah I can't help you for a bullshit 8 week hypertrophy and, block. and that may be the case but I will also say that a good coach wants to work with good athletes yeah, which you are one no, thank so, you. so this would be a situation where I, I think there would be more negotiating power on your side than a regular off the off the gram contact. Well, it's gonna be off the gram. Regardless. You know, you, you know, <laughs> yeah, I know. You know I'm gonna, I'm gonna DM someone. They connect, they connect that way or something. Yeah. Like that, so. But, uh, no, I agree. Um, yeah, maybe, and I do, uh, that was one thing I was always curious about. And actually, when we get some interviews for the show, which, mm-hmm. uh, looks like we are gonna have some, uh, pretty cool interviews coming up. Yeah, but, so I think we gotta But if we get some coaches and really good coaches on here, mm-hmm. And we will. I just want to know what they look for in an athlete. Because that was one thing that confused me. So why does Joey Flex mm-hmm. have, I mean, he's, he's the 80. The, the whole 83 Yeah, kilo. he's the 83 kilo sensei. And yeah. the top, all the top five. Like, or at least USAPL, like, one through three. And then all, you know, um, overall, he's got Hack, Noriega, and, or he, and he's got Miss Man Ann, mm-hmm. which, She's 183 as well, and she's a fucking beast. So it's like, so like, why is it? Is it a coincidence that they're all in the same weight class? Is he look for certain things? Has he marketed it that way? Does does he like where did Russell he start? Did he start you know at 165 and then he kind of coached him up from there? He saw something in him. He saw something in Oriega. I'm just very curious about that because I know Flex is is a is a beast. Yeah. Um, but himself, as far as weightlifting goes, I'm just. Curious on what he looks for. I think Charlie uh, Binkley posted something about what he looks for in athletes yeah. as well and who they take on for the Iron Unity team. Because I just thought, I, I honestly assume that you go to a coach and ask if you could get coached by them and they will say yes if you pay. Not necessarily the case. And, and it's no, almost like tryouts. Yeah. To be a I, part of a team. And I'm not going to say for sure I know the process for it, but I know having spoken to Sean Copeland for, you know, four years now and watched him evolve and his, you know, business evolve as a coach. He is selective. He's very selective about who who he brings on, 
you know, anyone can reach out to him. He'll talk to you. He'll, he'll, you know, be cordial and everything like that. But when it comes to who he's going to coach, I mean, he's, he sets it up very, uh, very simply in the beginning of what, what is expected of you as the athlete, what he's going to provide. So he's, he sets that tone. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would say, yeah, he, he is incredibly selective. And I think a lot of these elite coaches are selective on who they work with. And when you have a situation where, and this is where I think magic happens, where you've got a great athlete or somebody with the ability to be a great athlete who also is willing to listen and that coach who's willing to teach and they can just develop that, that rapport. So, but to your point, yeah, I want to see through the coach's eyes as best they can tell us how they determine the athletes they're going to work with. Yeah. Um, it could be a good topic for a show, but I think so. I, I've, it's, it perplexes me sometimes. Yeah. I, I, don't, I, I, I didn't know it would be kind of like a trying out for a team. I don't know that's how it would be. Yeah. And it would make sense because shit, you can't coach everyone. Yeah. I, I'm sure I, everyone I, wants to flex coaches. I, I, coaching, I think, I'm sure everyone wants juggernaut coaching from, yeah. uh, Ted Wesley Smith. Yeah. And, you well, know. Well, now with their juggernaut AI, they can just do with everybody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I'm intrigued to see if, if you do engage the services of a coach, what comes with that. Yeah. I'm, I'm very intrigued to see that. Yeah, for sure. So that was the topic of the week. Thank you for everyone who commented. Always. We always appreciate it and always, always leave good comments and the comments are just getting better. Yeah. So, and we also like learning from you guys too. Yeah. Cause I, I took some stuff out of there. It was great. Yep. All right. So now two segments. Yeah. I didn't get to mention this last week. We got misogynist as trash talkers. Yeah. I dislike Black Widow and Captain Marvel very strongly. I know they're not powerlifters. I know it has nothing to do with powerlifting. I did not get to go on this rant. She's Captain Marvel in her suit. She's not a powerlifter. No, she's not. There's um, some trash talk right there. Yeah. I didn't get to bring this up when we go through like our quick Avengers recap. Yep. And we had, because we can't, can we recap it? Where, where's, where's, where's the thing where we can't say spoilers? Where's the deadline? If you, if you haven't seen it, dude, that movie has made $2 billion already. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, fuck off. Yeah. Now, I, I like, I don't know. I like, I don't even know what the I'm deadline gonna is. I'm gonna spoil it. Okay. Well, I, I mean, we're not gonna go through a recap right no. now, but I'm just saying, Black Widow and Captain Marvel didn't get to go on this rant, and I was called a misogynist again. I was called a sexist again, because, I told you these things. my girlfriend, and then everyone else, <laughs> and then like my family members, cause, uh, how was, cause I, I just, I go on rants in particular, and I was, like, the entire movie. Yeah. I'm, every, fuck, I, I don't know if I'm gonna do a spoiler here. Just do it. Alright. Spoiler alert, alright. Yeah, spoiler alert. Wah, wah, wah. So when Black Widow dies. Yep. I could not care less. Now, I don't dislike Black Widow. Don't dislike Scarlett Johansson. Oh no, I, alright, here's the thing, I do dislike Scarlett Johansson. She's a shit actress. Another spoiler alert. Yeah, she's a shit actress. Every movie is emotionless, nothing's going on with her. I don't know if the Black Widow character, if it is the Black Widow character where you're not a good actor, that's a terrible, that's a terrible character to have. Okay. But, I dislike her, I never liked her in any movie. When I say that to people, they're like, oh, she's the only woman in the movie, that's why you hate her. It's a coincidence for sure. First of all, there's a ton of women in this movie. Oh, uh, not in that movie. As far as the Avengers, like the very first one. The fir- okay, fair. I think it was the only woman, right? She was. Yeah. Super. All right. 
superhero. I'm gonna put quotes. He kicks well, I think. Um, and like is manipulative. Yeah. Just talking about misogynist. I didn't, I didn't write it. Yeah. I didn't write that. True. But, so good acting, so emotionless. Now, like, I didn't see Captain Marvel. I got a first glimpse of Captain Marvel during Infinity War. Okay. Same thing. Is it a crime for women superheroes to show emotion? Is there, is it a crime for women superheroes to act in movies? Hmm. To be stoic and weird and not... And emotionless and... And, and, and not like, not engaging at all. Hmm. Interesting. And I say this in front of my family, in front of everyone, like, oh, you picked out the two biggest female, uh, roles in the Avenger movies. Sorry, I apologize. Now, who I do fucking like is the Wakanda. Okoye. Okoye. She's awesome. Wait, which one's, I don't know, I'm not she, great with the characters. So Okoye is the general in the... Yes, she's the fucking best. She is fucking awesome. She's awesome, she's a great actress, she's fierce, she actually makes facial expressions, which works, so, because so I know what she's feeling, and so, then... So, my wife and I had this conversation yesterday. What I wanted out of Infinity, or out of, um... Endgame, but I knew why we didn't get it, was more Okoye and more Shuri, his little sister. Yeah. Because I fucking love her. She's hilarious, and I just wanted her to roast Tony Stark. Didn't do it, obviously, because, you know, yeah. spoiler alert. Wah, wah, wah. She was only in the movie for three minutes. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, Okoye, fucking awesome. Yeah, like the, the, yeah. Uh, wait for Black Panther 2 when she has a bigger role. Yeah, yeah, awesome. I like those characters. I like female characters in that movie. I just didn't like Captain Marvel, her crossing her arms and like making a weird smirk and saying nothing yeah. the entire movie. Like, shit, you could, you could, your delivery is not great, but whatever. And I, I say that, and they're like, oh, you're just saying that because uh, a female saved the day. I'm, I'm cool with that. First of all, no, people did not save the day. Oh, well, I know, I, but they're trying to make them look strong. I know. And well, it, I don't, and then, alright, now this where I did deserve it, I cracked the joke during the movie, with like the women teamed up. During, really, during the lady montage? Yeah, during the lady Come montage, on. I'm like, oh, I'm like, I just like, was like, oh, the women are gonna save the day, huh? And then, I hope she gets you. Yeah, and then she I shook she her head. Yeah, during, yeah, during the most intense scene, I'm like, <laughs> of course they had to pander really quick. They did, they did have to pander. But, yeah, that's why I'm excited this Crash Talkers last, Stop. uh, Stop. this Stop. week. And I didn't get to say it last week. Because I actually had another actual... Actually, misogynistic trash talkers becoming real. Yeah. Where I'm saying <laughs> misogynists <laughs> and uh, sexist kind of things. But, again, I like... Fe- I Oh, fucking Marissa Tomei. Marissa Tomei is my favorite actress. Okay. I love her. Love everything about her. She's, she's a good actress. Yeah. I like good actresses. I don't like Scarlett Johansson or whoever the hell plays Captain Marvel. Relaxing. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, it is. They're... They're just whatever actors to me. Okay. So, Larry Wheels did something. He uh, did. Oh, he's on like a meme uh, streak, this guy. Is he copying Enzo? Is that what he's trying to do here? Yeah, well, he copied my fucking... Uh, the RPE or the, the... The belt toss. Yeah. That's... that's. I did see that. Yes, I did see the belt toss. Yeah. Well, no, he, he doesn't he does make it out of the bar, so I guess I beat him in one thing. Well, he's... No. There'll be a PR soon. He'll, oh, yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he better, well, if he, if, if he starts throwing it on the bars, I'm gonna get pissed. Yeah. But, just, yeah. Just remember who the original was, that 14 0 belt flip. Yeah, so, Larry Wheels is now becoming like, uh, he, he's becoming like a meme. Or he's becoming, um, 
a, a legit like straight you, up like influencer. Me? No, just Maybe an influencer. Yeah. Okay. Because uh, he took a picture because he's here's here's though the issue I'm having with Larry Wheels. I, I think he's become I think he's becoming the person who goes to really fucking great places in the world just to take pictures there. Just to show clouds. He's been in Dubai for six weeks. I don't think he's been in Dubai for six weeks. I think he's probably just been fucking home and just reposting all the pictures <laughs> that he's been on. Because like you're in Dubai, you're doing a bunch of things, yada yada yada. Now yeah. you're teaming up with a bunch of other influencers. Yep. Uh, like that fucking. He took a picture with just Sewell. Yeah. Which people like him, and I've always thought he was. I fucking got irritated so much seeing anything this guy posts. <laughs> and he's an influencer himself, right? Yeah. Four point two million followers. Um, mind. He just posts like really dumb videos and pictures. Uh, he's out of shape, and he takes pictures with his shirt off because that's never been done before. He wears like jewelry. Um, that's never been done before either. He he does like weird, uh, fucking like lookalike things. Yeah. Where he dresses up like basketball players and looks nothing like them, <laughs> and then plays basketball poorly. Like self-deprecation has never been done before. Yeah. But yeah, so Larry Reels took a picture with him, thus launching himself into fucking career of taking pictures with Jake Paul, um, Logan Paul. That one mildly attractive girl, Amanda something. I don't know. Uh, yeah. So yeah, good thing you don't know her. She's mildly attractive and funny. I'll put that in air quotes. She's funny. Um, if you have a pretty face and fake boobs, you, and have a, like a mildly good sense of humor, you're apparently hilarious. So, be on the lookout. Larry Wheels. Influencer extraordinaire. I, I gotta give him credit, man. He leveraged that two years in power into a, Pretty decent. Yeah, is he gonna do anything? Is he gonna powerlift? I don't know, man. Jeez, I mean, training with Thor is cool because he's Thor. It is, and you know, he, he went out and did the lot. Like he's doing the strongman stuff. He seems to be getting into that. Which, if that's the direction he goes, cool. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, I, I, I hear you saying. I feel like he's going more the influencer route now. Yeah, I can't wait for he takes like a you know a baseball bat to the nuts from like Supreme Patty or something, <laughs> or like he takes like a you know. He takes, like, salt to the eyes or something. I don't know what that Supreme... That guy's a fucking show, too. I don't know who that guy is, but... Yeah. I, it's something you just go... You scroll through and you, like, are forced to see him. And then you just look like, oh, they're famous and rich. Awesome. Yeah. I hate my life. They don't make good videos. You know what I will say about Jake and Logan Paul? They made decent videos for a little bit. Okay. They actually tried to make good videos. They didn't do stunts. I mean, they kind of did. But, like, they tried. they tried to be funny. Were they funny? Fuck no. <laughs> Kids found them funny, but, but were they actually funny? No. But like the other people, I'm like you're, not, I don't even know if you're fucking trying at this point. Yeah. So hopefully Larry Beals doesn't become to that. Let's power lift and lift some weights yeah, and please do something. Yeah. That's what we want. We want, or, we want you to do something. Yeah. So that was my segment. Yeah. Those are my two rants. I've been ranting a lot today. Yeah, today. yeah I'm just fired up. We'll I'm not. I don't have any coffee in my system, so uh, I woke up a little late, but. And it couldn't get coffee. You have a technique tip. I do. We talked about this before the show, and uh, I like this one. We talked about uh, a few things when it comes to technique tips, but you know, sticking with a deadlift. Uh, one of the things that, especially pulling sumo, you know, you're you're looking at your body and kind of how things are set up. One thing that a lot of folks don't always think about is the placement of their feet, mm-hmm. specifically the angle at which the feet are plied out. So if you picture your heel is kind of the base of everything. 
and then your toes are going to be pointed in some direction, whether it's directly forward and then varying degrees out uh, from your body. And so optimally what you're going to see is somewhere in the 30 to 50 degree angle. And that's on the, you know, based on your body type and, uh, you know, how your stance is going to be, you'll adjust that as, as needed. And so that's something I think a lot of folks don't necessarily always think about. So what you want to be doing as you're setting those feet and putting them in those angles is you want the most optimal angle where as you are pushing the earth away, going back to another technique tip, mm-hmm. you can create as much force as possible. So yeah. what is difficult to do and stay in position is if your feet are pointing straight ahead. Mm-hmm. Because naturally when you start pushing away, your knees are going to kick. Yes. And so you do want to be able to keep those toes pointed out. Uh and that helps your knees track track over, keeps you in position, and allows you to force the earth away as you stand up. Yeah. I think a lot of personal trainers will tell you to do the opposite. Yeah, and that's why they're fucking stupid. Yeah. Well, they're not trying to get deadlifts. No. And, and it's funny, actually, you mentioned that because I had someone here in the office that goes to a personal trainer said specifically that my deadlift was not optimal. I'm like, really? Yeah. That's, that's interesting. What's uh, optimal? To them, one, conventional. So I was cheating because I pulled some up. And... What, yeah, what, uh, like the definition of optimal. Again, th- this was a random person who works at a export LA Fitness type thing, went online, got some type of certification, and therefore can determine what optimal is. Guarantee they've never pulled anything over their body weight in their life. Mm-hmm. And so I just kind of laughed and said, okay, well, when they can out deadlift me, I'll listen to them. Yeah, it's like, what's, it's optimal deadlifting way more than your body weight is because I mean I can tell you well and I think I said this to a trainer before mm-hmm. um uh I think he said that it's like well you know your form breaks down once you get towards your one rep max so it's not it's not necessarily the most the safest thing to do I'm like oh yeah for sure whatever my form does break down towards my one rep max on deadlift squat and bench sure sure like here's the difference here's the difference between you and I you know the thing that you do like Easily or whatever, or with proper form. I could do 100 to 150 pounds more than that with perfect form. That's where, that's how much stronger I am than you. Yeah. It's, my one rm max is much higher than yours, obviously. It's around 300, 400 pounds higher than yours. Yeah. Um, but on, on deadlift, say, uh, like it's, it's around 300 more than yours. But if we want to get down perfect form, you will maintain perfect form with 225. I'll maintain perfect form with 405. Like, that is the difference between you and I. Yeah. That's true strength. Of course, my form breaks down. But I can do it with perfect form with much, much higher weight than you. Correct. So, suck it. Yeah. Basically. Suck it, export. Yeah. Trainer. Export, LA, La Fitness, the Feminine Fitness. Fuck off. I, I actually am friends with a good amount of export trainers. I, I like I like a lot of them. Out of, like, five, you're going to get two douchebags. My, my experience has been different. It's usually the opposite. Oh, okay. So out of, out of the five, I'll have, like, one to two that are decent and the rest are... Well, actually, the reason why I liked them, we didn't really talk about working out that much. That's fair. We just went out and, you know, talked about sports and okay. just hung out and drank. They're just cool people. Uh, and then occasionally when I did the talk about working out, but they were their goals were so much different. Like, there wasn't... And, there were people who had very similar goals to me. Mm-hmm. I guess we would have more conversations, but the the one person I'm referring to was a, one a douchebag, and two was trying to power lift and do certain things and lift certain weights for 
you know, all, all a percentage that will give them the best amount of form and technique and make sure. them more optimal and functional. But I was like, yo, I'm still more functional than you. Yeah. Because I could do that, you know. Well, 225 is seriously a fucking, like, that's why I'm like, you know, you know that's a joke mm-hmm. to most power, like 225 for a deadlift. Or just doing it for, like, we will never do a first set of eight unless you're a woman. Yeah. I do a first set of eight for a warm-up. Like, and that's a joke. It's like, that's actually, because 135 isn't enough resistance. Yeah. It's like, I don't feel anything. No, I I don't. Yeah, same. Yeah, so that's another rant on just export trainers. Yeah. We but go on for a long time about that. But that is our technique tip of the week. So uh, those angles, and again, I'm, not, I'm giving you the range because it's going to be a little different for each person depending on your foot size, all the other angles. But the 30 to uh, 50 degree range is optimal. Yeah. All right. So that does it with our segments. Yeah. We got some upcoming meets. We do. We do. We've got, uh, so actually, and both are next weekend, actually. Nice. Uh, Mother's Day weekend. Not sure what the USAPL is trying to say to everybody. Yeah. We're doing a meet on Mother's Day. USAPL? Yes. What USAPL, meet is this? USAPL Senior Nationals. Oh, Senior Nationals. Uh, okay. Senior, senior Equipped Nationals. Okay. Is in oh, the yeah. at the Fuck. Weston. I forgot about that completely. And, yeah, it's Sunday on Mother's Day. All right, didn't plan that one out. Uh, Mother's Day is the same day every year. Well, I'm not the same date, date, like, second Sunday. Yeah. Of same, same area. So, so but, you're in the second Sunday of May. Yeah. Mother's, Mother's Day. Day. So. Well, you know, in fairness, when I was a kid, we always had fucking baseball games on Mother's Day. I, always. A hundred percent of the time. And Father's Day. We had a Father's Day tournament, yeah, but we never did. No, well, Mother's baseball. Day. I don't know if fucking, like, our dads didn't give a shit. They would say they didn't give a shit. Yeah, no, so- <laughs> soccer, we had a Father's Day tournament. Mother's Day was, like, sacred, like. No, we had we had Mother's Day games. Interesting. Huh. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so that's going on next Sunday, and then next Saturday at Two XL is a uh, is a beginners meet. Uh, you have a history with these, kind of. Yeah, I did that beginner uh, the summer bash primer. Yeah, the summer bash uh, seminar to yep. for people who didn't know the commands and wanted to learn them, and that was outrageously helpful. Yeah, helped me for the meet. Got me. It's funny. It's just fu- it's funny that that I was like, just so intimidated by all the people and I was kind of nervous the entire time. <laughs> Talking to Eric, uh, Jennifer, yep. uh, Joe, Howard, and um, JP. Yeah, just all of them there and like oh, saw and you know kind of came really close to that community. Yeah. So sure. beginner meet, I might be there. It's a Saturday, correct? Uh, it's Saturday. Yep. I'm spotting and loading for that meet. Okay. So I'm very excited for that. I, I'm actually really enjoying doing this. I actually got a friend competing in that, which I did not know he was competing nice. at this. Uh, he's he's a uh, he's an old not really an old friend. Um, he used to play hockey with my cousin, sure, and we hung out a few times. Okay, uh, his name's Dominic, another okay. Italian fellow. There you go. Uh, and he used to work out export too. We would just you know pass by and just you know talk. He works with my cousin. Yeah, and he talks to me about powerlifting advice and that kind of stuff. Sure. And what he needs, and it's like just different advice on like equipment, you know, and yeah. uh, lifting and programs, like best programs to follow. Yeah. And he's like, I'm actually doing a meet uh, next week. I'm like, no shit. He's like, I'm like, where? He's like, oh, it's uh, like 2XL in Lombard. I'm like, dude, dude, that's a fuck. I'm like, I'm like, that's, a, I'm, like, that's I'm like, that's like, I'm like, I know Eric. I know all the people there. Yeah. Like, oh shit, maybe I'll see you. So. Might might uh, go just to say hi to him. So I I will be you know making sure he doesn't die. Yeah, he's a he's a handsome Italian looking fellow. Okay. You'll know exactly. You love him. Fantastic. Yeah, you will love him. How how he looks? Very tan skin, muscular dude with a beautiful head of hair. Beautiful. So 
Yeah. Uh, good luck to Dominic. And yeah, I did not know. I I forgot the USAPL. Yeah. So wait, what's Open Nationals then? Is that the same thing? Open is is uh. It's equipped. So Open Nationals that you're doing is going to be no, that's Raw Nationals. I'm doing Raw Nationals. Right. So this is uh senior equipped senior nationals. So this is all the 40s and above. Okay. When I saw it on the website, it was Open Nationals. Maybe maybe it is uh, maybe. Yeah. So because I know Opens is anything that's not Raw. Okay. So, we'll see. Yep. All right. Well, exciting week coming up. Yeah. Uh, when are we going to record? <coughs> when I don't die. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We'll figure it out. All right. Yeah. Because I was thinking about that because I can't do Mother's Day. Because I was going to wish people Happy Mother's Day in case we don't record on time. <laughs> Get it together. I know, seriously, man. I'm dying over here. I don't know what's going on. All right. Well, we'll see you guys next week. We'll post a topic up for you. Yep. We will post two episodes this week. I know last week I promised that we will do two episodes last week. I decided against it. Want to do it this week. Uh, just because, you know, I don't want to spoil you too many interviews. Yeah. So, uh, we'll have the bonus episode up this week as well. We'll see you next week. It's co-host formerly known as Enzo. And with me is... At Bane316. See you guys later. Deuces.